I don't want to be a million dollar home. I want to be 300 to 400 range inside there. Now, if I go down to Casa Grande, for example, where there is no housing for new type looks in that 1,300 to 1,500 square foot where you can be under 300 grand because it's a smaller home I put in there. So if you do something like that, so I can, if I can be under 300 grand, still make a good quick 50 on it. Or if you're in, the builders aren't doing this. They won't go into a ratty old area and do a spec home. But to put a factory built home in there and new comes in, it's, it's really the answer to that. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Azria Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Delpreet. Hello, welcome. And today we're going to be talking about affordable factory built homes with Pat Timpani. We all know that right now there's a crisis in Arizona about affordably built homes. So we want to bring this to you and show you that there is an affordable option out there for you all that are flipping, building, landlords, everything like that. So we want to bring this option to you. Pat, man, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, having me here. I'm excited to be telling your people about opportunities and affordable housing. Okay, so before we get started, why should we be listening to you, Pat? Why should Azria have you on the show? I've been in the industry mostly in Arizona for 38 years, and we sell our company in retail probably a third of all new factory-built homes. About three years ago, I started the wholesale division for our company, working strictly with real estate brokers, builders, wholesalers, park owners, and it has just exploded for us, which is now a perfect storm for affordability. Okay. When you say wholesale division, that's direct to the builders, to the agents and everything like that, and buyers too. That's correct. We do sell a lot of retail. We have retail stores, just like a car dealer. But I headed up the wholesale division to go after real estate brokers and builders to bring them into the industry, mentor them up. I know set up contractors, transporters. My job is to help the affordable housing industry, mostly in Arizona, even though we ship to 47 states. All right. So I know before we got on the show, you said 2023 was your best year ever. Why was that? I think it was a perfect storm. Three years ago, what really happened to me, I had a builder, a big builder in Prescott. He did about a million dollar homes. He came to me and he says, I can't do this anymore. He said an average site-built home surrounding Prescott Valley, Chino Valley, was about $500,000. But he said to me, it was like taking a two-by-four and wrapping me alongside the head with, we, that, that's not the market. He said mm-hmm. the market's between three and 400000 The only way I can get there is if I build a beautiful factory-built home from you with an FHA ground set it, all tape and texture, real wood cabinet doors, and I can hit that market and I can live happily ever after the rest of my life. That's what started it. In okay. three years' time, I've sold about 300 homes. To, that, to everybody or him? No, to, to the state. I have 50 yeah. people okay. flipping homes in Arizona. And every day I'm getting referrals once they get up on MLS and builders start seeing what is going on here. And it's just taken off. 
and it's really what's really nice about this business. And you sell a lot of home flippers, on which is a great business to be in. But you got to do carpet, and these are brand new. They come in ninety five percent complete. You have a full warranty on it, and it's just over fifty dollars a square foot. Wow. Okay. So that's like the big the vision, right? Fifty people are flipping houses right now, or buying them as rentals. You got that developer. So let's take it back. Mm -hmm. So like the basics. Me, I still get confused sometimes. Yep. What's the difference between a mobile home, modular yep. home, a manufactured home for those that are just newer to this world? Yeah, that's a good question. There's three things we build in our industry, and I was a builder for years. Also, we do those little tiny houses, RV park models, mm -hmm. and you can do them with lofts and porches. But by law in Arizona, they have to be under 400 square foot. We used to be able to put those everywhere, but they cut that, that made it more difficult. So now most of the time you see them in RV parks, campgrounds. I saw them up to Tahoe resort okay. areas. Then you have the HUD manufacturer home, which I do about 95% of our business with. And it's HUD, Housing and Urban Development, a mm -hmm. national code built to the manufactured home code. The other thing that has come into our industry is a modular is built to, used to be UBC, Uniform Building Code. Now it's pretty much IRC, International Regulatory Code. And it's built to the local jurisdiction in its module. Like when you do multifamily, that used to be modular, all modular. Now hmm. HUD is doing <laughs> duplexes. So when you do modular, you're dealing with the state. It's a longer process. Most of my factories here in Arizona were doing them before the COVID. They quit doing them because there's more involved, more money. Yeah, the state's got to stamp it all. There's a few areas in the state you have to go modular, like downtown Camp Verde. In order for me mm -hmm. to be in that locale, I had to do on-frame modular homes because okay. I didn't want to be kept out. And we did those. I did three up in the western slope of Colorado where a builder thought he was going to get uh, better appraisals because it was built to the site build code. Most of the factories now aren't doing them. They may start doing them again with the backlogs dropping from the factories. But now that we're starting to see HUD doing modular, which you can build in 30 to 60 days, let's say, in less money, we're starting to see zoning, city zonings changing to adapt more because they realize they better do something for affordable housing. And this right. is the answer. Awesome. Okay. Okay, so what are the ones where the two semis pull up and you got yeah. half the house on the flatbed, the other yeah. half on the flatbed, and then they put them together? Is that yeah. the modular or is yeah. that the... Uh, doing modular, and there's two ways to do modular, in, uh, on frame or off frame. Okay, thank you. And if you go back to New York and Pennsylvania where they have a shorter builders building season, you'll see two-story Cape Cods, modular. And so they crane them up on top. A lot of times the second or third bedroom's upstairs where it's unfinished with the bathroom, the master bedroom's downstairs mm -hmm. or the kitchen living room. So you'll see that back east. In the Midwest where they have a lot of tornadoes, you see a lot of basements. So they go over the top of basements. Mm -hmm. And then you would really usually do both of those off frame because okay. they bring it in on a carrier yep. and then they recycle it back to the factory. Out west here, where we don't do that many basements, and again, mm -hmm. you want the factory easeability to go down the same assembly line, they do on-frame modular mostly. Okay. Now, some banks, like in California, don't really, they like it being off-frame. Mm -hmm. uh, and off-frame is when it's tied to the ground and take it off yeah. the frame of the- yeah, You got uh, the studs there. Yeah, Let's yeah. say you got two by eight or two by 10 floor joists usually. And they take the undercarriage out of there, and it's just built on the foundation. Okay. You can do modular on frame. Most of the people out west here, that's what they want to do because mm -hmm. it's built just like the, down the same assembly line. 
And then the new thing just happening is affordable housing. The, the modular just came out. And I have a factory up in Northern California are doing two-story HUD units. Wow. Mm. Most time you do two-story was off-frame mods. Now, that now it's still going to have the frame under it because it's mm -hmm. a HUD home, but the, the cost is lower. And now we're starting to see two-story HUD homes too. Okay. So when okay? you're saying HUD, like, can you explain what you Manufactured mean? home. Manufactured. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so you either got modular, you either got modular home or manufactured house, manufactured homes. So we're Got talking it. about mostly manufactured homes. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, now, how is the particular financing different between okay. on-frame and off-frame? Um, I don't do that much modular off-frame, but I would think okay. all these are FHA, so you can okay. get FHA financing. Okay. There's two ways we see financing here. We have a lot of my flippers, they don't want to use their cash, so they need uh, private money or mm -hmm. hard money financing, which is a member of your group, mm -hmm. Hilton Financial is one of them yep. that does it. They really specialize in our industry. And so that would be a good source to look okay. there. Now on the retail financing end, since everything I do is wholesales, we don't have the margins like we would on a retail. We do have retail financing for people, for customers that come to us. Okay. And they have to use a bank that would give us we require 30% down, the balance is paid before the home ships from the factory. And then, of course, you you have the price of the home, which we price out, mm -hmm. and we can add sales tax and freight. And then you have a setup contractor involved. And that's part of the important process here is that you want a good contractor with the re relationship building, of course. Mm -hmm. And some tr contractor has their own setup company, their own air conditioning company own awning company and their own trucks. Let's go there. Yeah. So, because yep. yep. you're already giving us the home, it's yep. done. However, what components are needed when you say contractor, yep. what needs to be added on once the, the mobile's yep. at your lot? You know, what the reason why, just I'm not a doctor, but I do know the factory built home business. My job is to help mentor your people up mm -hmm. so they don't make mistakes and they make a lot of money. And so coming to me with the experience I have, so if I can help them find setup contractors I've known for years, transporters, because you have to transport. Majority of what we're selling is double wides. Mm -hmm. In single wides you have, I have one guy that niches single wides, but majority of them, people want to buy a house. They want it to look like a house. Yeah. So we're talking about double wides mainly. I'd say 90% of the ones are between 1,500 and 2,100 square foot. Cool. And we're seeing a shift. Most of the people want four bedroom, two bath because of the wow. telecommuting from home. There's a lot of inventory out there, the older, that we used to build here with three bedroom, two bath. Mm -hmm. But consumers with telecommuting, that is just starting its four bedroom, two bath. So that's okay. what you're seeing. Now. Not on infill lots. On I'm talking about you don't need to put a home on five acres. People do want horse property. Okay. That and so they want an acre, two acres. So if you have that, and so most of them are putting four bedroom, two bath profit. I try to ask all these guys and gals what kind of profit they're making on it. Because mm -hmm. that's important. Most are between fifty and one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, depending on where you're putting it, how you buy the lot. But I see eighty-five. I'm in Tonopah. I'm in Maricopa. I've got ten guys in Prescott, three in Flagstaff. I'm up in Hebrew Overgard, Payson, going to Casa Grande now. Pretty mm -hmm. Tucson. We're everywhere. Yuma. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so what is it that contract? So you bring the house, 
Right? Yep. So obviously, you, if you're an Azria member, you come to the meeting, you find a wholesaler yep. in our world, which finds discounted property. So they can maybe help you find the land. Then you identify the land, you come to Pat, you get the mobile home. But then you said you help us succeed through the yep. process. So then now we need a contractor. Right. Do you have to fix it? Do you need, like you yep. said, AC, awnings? What are mm-hmm. the things we need to think about yeah. once yeah. it's down? I have a cheat sheet. It's always good to see what's related to it. Setup on a double wide can be 40, 50 grand. Mm-hmm. So let's say the home's 100, 40, 50. Let's say you buy the lot for 50. Mm-hmm. So you're all in, let's say, for 200. And there's, give you an idea, down in Florence, I have guys down there that on two acres, they're selling a 2,000 square foot home. The home was about 105. It's all tape and texture, by the way, with good cabinets, stainless steel appliances already in it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they're selling them for three ninety five. Now let's say they sell for three fifty. You're making over hundred grand doing that. Yeah. And yeah. I have people every day. Let's be conservative. Let's say the market turns a little bit. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Even if they made fifty grand a deal and you do four a year, where can you go to make two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? You're not touching the house. You have a good contractor to, and he meets you on the lot. I don't like mistakes. So I would recommend that you have the contractor meet you out there at the site. How's it going to be on the site? What kind of dirt work has to be done? Do you need a septic or well? They'll give you a a bid sheet, uh, carpet lay, drywall close off, which is tape and texture, hooking up to utilities. They'll pull the permits for you. And the transporters, I have the transporters that bring it directly to your site. So it all comes together. And then once you get it up on site, you get up on MLS, and that's what happens. So is that contractor, is like a special contractor, understands you, that you, you have, have referrals to have, for? Yeah. Or? You have to use a licensed mobile home setup contractor in the state okay. of Arizona. You can't use a general contractor setting home. Now, yeah. you may have somebody who can do the drywall, close off the carpet lay, buy right. the air conditioner. Some of the guys have dirt guys. I, in fact, some of my builders million dollar builders up in Scottsdale, he had all the equipment. He got a setup license. Yeah. Okay. See? So we're looking at just rough numbers, like $100,000 for the mobile home, 50000 for the setup fee, plus the cost of the land. And let's say fifty grand. It depends on where you buy the property. Right. You know? So let's say you're all in for two hundred. Yeah. Now you got to pay real estate fees. So you got to right. put in that 6%. Mm-hmm. You got holding costs with insurance on it. Mm-hmm. So you want to get rid of it pretty quick. Most of my people are flipping within the 90 days. I have seen the last few months when the interest rates really jumped up last year, I have one of the largest site builders. He's got 24 site built spec homes from a half a million to a million and a half. And up there, Flagstaff Williams area, his business had slowed down a little bit when that spike I in bet. interest rates went. Yeah. And because he sells a lot of second home buyers mm-hmm. and mostly from Phoenix, it wasn't from mm-hmm. California, but he saw it pull back. Two of my guys up in Prescott, the last 90 days, they are seeing that it's been cold up there. It slowed up a little bit. They're having to drop their price a little bit, but that's very unusual. Most homes, once they get them up, if they're priced right, they're going to go. And I have some people on their 20, 25th home. They're bringing their kids in the business now. Okay. So it's good. So Pat, let me ask you this. So Primary buyers, are they more so second home buyers or or are they primary home buyers? I know you deal in a wholesale space, yeah. so you're dealing directly with builders, but what do you see? So if I was to buy one, yeah. would it be? Who's the end user? Yeah, who's yeah. the end user? That's a good question. I think it's going to be a mix. It's going to be a mix dependent on, like, for example, Prescott and Flagstaff has a lot of second home buyers, a lot of people with money. Mm-hmm. Where Casa Grande and Tonabah would be maybe more blue collar. 
Okay. Okay. Can you make more money up in those areas? Now there's more competition up there. There's mm-hmm. probably 15 people in Prescott. It's unbelievable. So every market's different depending on where you're putting okay. it. Like Parker, I've got guys in Parker. That's a lot of people from California, weekend okay. people and all that. So it really, if you go to Payson, for example, the lots aren't as big. And so we're doing a lot of infill stuff. I'll do cedar lap look with the green steel roof to fit that environment. Okay. Up in Munns Park and Flagstaff, mm-hmm. we have I have guys up in, in there. Lots have gotten expensive up there. Yeah. Chino Valley and Prescott Valley used to be, let's say, 50. Now they're 80 grand. I have some of the home flippers out in Mesa and Apache Junction, which has been good. And one of my wholesalers, investor guys, he did 144 site-built homes flipping. Mm-hmm. Some of those We Buy Ugly Homes guys. Mm-hmm. He said he needed to be under 80 grand all in for the lot in order for this to pencil. Okay. So if you get too expensive, then it just doesn't pencil. Right. I think Casa Grande, that's where my son-in-law is looking right now. I think that area is going to grow. The, all those warehouses that are out in, mm-hmm. on the tour, mm-hmm. they're going down to Casa Grande. There's a bunch of solar farms down there. And so you have to have businesses, right? And right. so I think that area is going to have to be one of the areas that's going to grow in the future. Okay. Wow. Okay. Are you seeing many of the users that you're directly working with, are they using them as rental properties as well, or are they... Primarily just flipping. Yeah, most of them are flipping. Okay. The guys in, down in the Colorado River like to rent them out and Airbnb it and all that. Okay. There's another thing that started to come out now called ADU, Accessory Dwelling Units. Mm-hmm. I just put two up in the Prescott area. One guy's going to Airbnb it. The other guy's, I don't know if he's have family on there. And in Yavapai County, which is Prescott, you have to be under 750 square foot. So they're doing two bedroom, two bath, little single wides. Mm-hmm. They're adding big porches to it, which is not part of the square footage. And so you're starting to see that California, that's really starting to happen. So mm-hmm. we talked about, so people coming into the deal, we talked about how to get involved. So usually you use someone like Hilton or they're paying cash or some type of private right. lending. Yep. And we talked about the end user, what type of end users and mm-hmm. is there the product the end user, end users are using to purchase these? Are they regular bank financing, yep. Bank of America? Is it hard to get financing for the end user? No, we're not seeing any problem people getting approved. Most of my investors are realtors, mm-hmm. uh, are builders. They have a relationship with lenders already. Mm-hmm. I have some because I do get some customers coming to me that are consumers, and I can discount the home for them a little bit, and I have a lender for that. But most of the stuff I do is all cash. And when they finance it, though, through MLS, yeah. we're not having a problem with them getting approved yeah, at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. No. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. So we got the financing up front. Yep. You supply the house. You got to have a specific general contractor. And they're mainly just flipping them out with regular traditional mm-hmm. financing on the end. Yeah. And All right. What's the setup time? So once you purchase, yeah. so from purchase to- That's a good question. I'm walking into the house and it's done. Get the house. And so when you want to get the land first, so you want to make sure mm-hmm. the land is zoned for manufactured homes. Okay. okay. The county is usually the one that would deal with that or the city. So now you got a property you have or want- and then I always want the contractor to go out there, double check the setbacks. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's involved with it. These guys are down at the county every day and they'll do a plat for you until uh, you setbacks. What's the best home to fit the lot? Remember, there's two ways to put the home on the lot. If you do it on an acre or two, like in Prescott, majority of the guys put it on an acre or two yeah. in Chino Valley, Dewey, Mayor, Paulden, and they'll do it lengthwise in the lot. Mm-hmm. And so you'll have a dormer to break the roof line. I do recommend these people do ground sets. Okay. FHA. Again, I don't want it above ground look like a trailer. I want right, it in the, right. if it can be in the ground. So the process, again, you find the lot, 
You get the contractor out there to do a logistics on the property and a plat. In order to get the permits, it depends on every county's different on getting permits. Like Pinal County, we're getting permits in 30 days. Up in Coconino County, Williams Flagstaff, it could be 90 days. Okay. Prescott's backed up right now. So let's say on the average, let's say 90. Now you have to get a county permit, but you also have to now get a state permit. Once you get the mm. county permit, it takes about 10 days, not that long, but there's a little extra thing there. So then once you have that all down, all your in costs, so you can pencil it the right way for you. So you got, I give you the price of the home with freight, sales tax. We do have sales tax mm -hmm. and there's just like buying a car, a boat, yep. you can't get away from that. It's about 6% average. Okay. So I give you the cost of the homes all spec'd out with the options, with the freight on if you want and sales tax. Then you get the bid from the contractor where if you need a well, dirt work, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll pull the permits and all that. So now what well, you paid for the lot, you want to make sure you put in your real estate, your holding costs for insurance and all that. Mm -hmm. If you use a Hilton, you got a, the cost there, which yeah. is there. So you know you're all in costs. Okay. Once you order the home, I'll get you a serial number of the home. They don't go by your name. They go by the serial number for warranty and all mm -hmm. that. And so the county needs the serial number, the model year. Right now we're built, still building 2024s. Okay. July or so they switch over to 2025s. I get you the serial number. Once you get that, the other question most contractors want, what's called a hulling print, H-U-L-L-I-N-G, a foundation print. Right. And so that shows you the peer placements where all the utilities come out. Your contractors are well-versed on that. Some counties are getting a little bit stricter, like Pinal County now requires a, a packet. But most counties, it's just do that. And then we order the home. Once you say, okay, Pat, we're ready to order the home. I got all my costs down. Or the home. Right now, I'm getting homes within 30 to 60 days. Okay. When interest rates were really low, I had some factories out 18 months to two years. Wow. Because the business was booming. Oh. Right. But now, there's three things I've really learned in this industry, being in it for a long time. One is don't ever forget affordable housing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now it's more important, number right. one. Number two is I like what's called a niche market. I've learned niche market is a big thing. Mm -hmm. If you can niche the market and do something other people don't do, yeah. that's a big thing. And the third thing I like right now, especially getting homes quick, is speed. Okay. Time kills deals and you snooze, you lose. Mm -hmm. And time is money. So if I can get your investors with brand new homes, so I don't have to, and it's good to re rebuild homes. You do a lot of flipping mm -hmm. and yeah. you, that's good. But this is another avenue. And when you see this, what, what I like about it, let's say there's 27,000 real estate agents in Arizona. That's a lot of competition. When there's no inventory, that's a lot of competition. But in my business, you can be a builder and you're not a builder. Mm. You, you see mm. what I'm saying? So if somebody, which I can help mentor them up and show them affordable housing, and I usually bring them into my retail store and show them furnished model homes. Let them touch them and feel them. When I bring mm. a builder or investor and I set up a tour with them to show them what we do, they these builders especially know what we're doing. Okay. They can't believe the way they look anymore. So go mm -hmm. back. So you identify the land yep. and yep. and then you got to apply for it. So do you put the order in for the building after you get the permit approved, obviously? Or what are your... For example, if you use Hilton, for example. Yeah. They require an appraisal and a permit first, which right. is a good practice. I'm looking at a property right now that it's in probate. How long is it going to be in probate? I'm not... I don't want to buy that property if I can't get it out of probate. Yeah. yeah. So you want to have a clear property, and so you want to do those things. So you're waiting like a month for the permit, give or take, depending where yep. city you're in. Yep. 
30 mm-hmm. to 60 days to get then the Then we order the home, in, right? Yeah. And then... Probably 90 days to set it and all that. With the time. contractor next yeah. phase. Mm-hmm. You're probably six months. You're probably about six months all in. Perfect. Something like that. Then when then they sell it, whatever MLS in that community. You get it right up on MLS. Yep. You so know, work with the... Probably another 30 yeah. days or so. Yeah. I'm having that. guys right now. And, and what I try to do is I like testimonials. Mm-hmm. I Don't mm-hmm. take my word for it. What are they doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I have people making 50, 85, 100, 115, and now they're on their 20th home and they thank me during Christmas, I didn't do it. They did it. I just helped them. Makes me feel pretty mm-hmm. good because yeah, I'm helping, sure. I'm helping people understand this industry. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the the tour. So is that like consultation you do? Is I just bring them out where I explain to them there's two ways to lay the home on the lot, either narrow end, which is on a little 50 by 100 foot infill lot. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. usually you put a half porch on it. It's got a lap siding with board and bat, which all the million dollar homes, by the way, that's what they're doing. And so I educate them to do a ground set and show them. On the little infill lots, mostly it's three bedroom, two bath. And so I have people like an Apache Junction and Mesa where there's a lot of infill lots. Okay. You can take an old ratty single white out of there mm-hmm. and replace it and put a brand new home. I had one just sell off Alpha Ellsworth in Mesa, a little 1,530 square foot home. He sold for 334 within a week. Wow. And he probably made 100 grand on it. Hmm. And, and he bought four of those. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, because it's like newer Brand new. for us. It's, yep, that's yep. the concept, right? So I've yep. never personally mm-hmm. did a new. If so, you did it, you would love it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I've been very curious. So is there couple questions. Is there any questions we're not asking you? No, I, I think it, the main thing is exposure. Um, mm-hmm. I love what you guys do at Azria. I'm a big stat guy. Okay. okay. So I can throw some stats yeah, at you. Yeah. You know what? Before you get mm-hmm. there, Pat, mm-hmm. I got a question for you. You were talking about the hulling, right? Yeah. Hulling print. Yeah. Pulling That's like in a foundation. All... That's like a foundation print. The setup contractors want that. The state likes to see it. It shows you, like, for example, when I go to Coconino County right now, they just passed a law. You have to do 60-pound snow load. Standard snow load on some of my factors is 20-pound, like here in see, Phoenix and Mesa. it's good to know. And I try to see, I, if you let me know where they're going, I know that stuff. Okay. Can you imagine if you built that home, you couldn't get a permit. If you built a 30-pound right. snow load for Flagstaff, you couldn't put that home there. Couldn't right. get a permit. But you go to California, you have to do sprinklers a lot. Riverside County, you have to do sprinklers. You have to do what's called WUI. It's a California mm-hmm. wildlife urban interface. It's a fire resistant thing. If you go up to South Lake Tahoe, it's 9,500 feet up. It's 120 pounds snow load. The point okay. of fire resistant made me think about insurance. I know you yeah. said because insurance has gone up. Derek from Gila Insurance List. Now this year in Arizona, insurance has gone up 37%. And sometimes it's hard to get, especially in the rural areas, you're talking about Northern Arizona. Mm-hmm. Are you noticing any insurance issues? Not really. I These are lower priced. Remember uh, that niche market that I'm trying to be mm-hmm. in? Yeah. I don't want to be a million dollar home. I want to be 300 to 400 range inside there. Now, if I go down to Casa Grande, for example, where there is no housing for new type looks in that 1,300 to 1,500 square foot where you can be under 300 grand because it's a smaller home I'm putting in there. So if you do something like that, so I can, if I can be under 300 grand, still make a good quick 50 on it. Or if you're in the builders aren't doing this, they won't go into a ratty old area and do a spec home. Mm-hmm. But to put a factory built home in there mm-hmm. and new and it comes in, it's it's really the answer for that. So another question, and I know you don't do appraisals or mm-hmm. anything like that. How do you appraise that property? Are you running comps with a previous 2024 build? The appraisers pretty much know. It's it, the, Do the comp. 
if you take an older manufactured home out there, they're not tape and texture and they're not real wood cabinet doors. You can't do an appraisal, even though that's what they do. They'll take mm -hmm. an appraisal like a 1980. These are brand new. And so when you show an appraiser that the stainless steel appliances, all tape and texture, it's a whole different market. I can't speak for an appraiser, but to right, me, right. I would look at, I'd give a higher appraisal to me for something like that. Okay. I was just And when they start flipping them the for that kind of price between three and 400 grand, you got the comps now, once you start putting right. them out there. So what are some of your stats? Yeah. Okay. I'm a big stat guy. So give an idea. We read an article. There's over 40 million people in California. We read an article that over 20 million, now some people can't get out of where they're at, 20 million want to move out of California. Wow. We're right next door to California. Yes, we are. The top 10 states growth population, Arizona's always in the top 10. Mm -hmm. In fact, three of the I think five of the top 15 places of growth, cities, Arizona had five of the 15. Wow. Okay. And when I see 20 million people and, and people in California, when they sell their home, the other thing is California, the average price of a home in California is $785,000. We're four thirty-five. Mm -hmm. They're not going to sell their home in California and buy another home there. They were going to be upside down. Mm -hmm. Where are they going to do it? They're going to leave there and they're going to come over here, Texas, yeah. Florida. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can stop it. For all the years I've been doing this, we never had California. You drive into a subdivision out in Eastmark or whatever, 50% of the people have California yeah. plates on them. Imagine that, like that retired couple <laughs> downsizing in California, sells their house seven, 800,000, wants to live in the outskirts of Phoenix, gets a four bedroom, two bath on an acre for three, $400,000. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And so when you see things like that, yeah. right, which we never had that before, now we do. Over 100,000 people are moving there. All the apartments in Arizona I read, they're 97% filled. That's never happened before. That means we have so much growth, there's not enough housing. And the other thing, like supply and demand, there is no affordable housing in these smaller towns. Yeah. None. So when you see that, okay, I read an article. Remember we talked about niche? This is really interesting to me because I love that word now. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the affordable factory-built home business, that, and I had the experience where I can educate people. And that's where the business is going. When I first started in Mesa, Arizona, there was 37 stocking mobile home dealers on Main Street in Mesa back in 1985. Okay. Now there's four. Hmm. But where's the shift going? See, it's not, and even though we're very strong, we've gone from $42 million to almost $200 million in nine years, our company. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we do have a niche there. Yeah. But the biggest shift I've seen in the three or four years since COVID and all that, and with the price of site built homes going crazy with lumber and steel, is how many real estate brokers and builders have got that figured out this business. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this is interesting about niche. This is an article the guy wrote. He said, to succeed in this world, you have to sell yourself. You go to a brand name college, not to assimilate the wisdom of its professors, but to make impressions and connections. You pick a niche that can bring attention to yourself and th then develop your personal Public relations effort to let the world know who you are. Don't you sell yourself with this business you're in? Yeah, every day. That's every what day. I do. So I, it took me years to figure that out. But once you do that and you really have passion for what you do, you can make a difference. It's a couple of stats. I've read as far as America, we're between three and seven million homes short. 
because of the last big recession. They haven't kept up with the growth. Our population is growing. Jerry, over the last decade, Phoenix built half of what they normally build in a decade. Isn't that amazing? Just in Arizona, I read just this last week, 270,000 housing shortage in Arizona. Arizona uh, population's growth in the last 10 years between 2000 is 11.9% in the top 10. Arizona average price now for homes went up over 30, 40%. It's now 435. We talked about California being 787. But look at the growth. It's west and south. Utah, Mm -hmm. 15% growth because they have more families and the Mm -hmm. populations they have there. Idaho's up 14%. Texas up 13 Arizona's up 10.4. So look at where the growth is. It's not Philadelphia and Illinois, okay? Mm -hmm. Go where the money is. Percentage of Americans over 65 right now are 35% increase. Arizona's population is 7.13. People are moving to the least expensive states, right? Mm -hmm. Because taxes and all the problems you have in those big states. We have a lot of huge retirement. I don't think you can stop the growth here. We have the best freeway system in the country. I've been to many cities. So you look at Arizona, and I'd much rather have the heat than the cold. I'm, yeah. I'm getting yeah, this absolutely. cold bugs me. I don't like it. So the reason why they're moving to Arizona: quality of life, low cost of living, housing being one of them. We're talking about affordable housing today. The climate, low regulatory environment, and simplified tax structure. See, so sixty mm-hmm. percent surge in home prices since two thousand twenty. Last two years, this is the perfect storm in a good way. Yeah. What I'm in. So if the market's off and I can give people and your people that avenue in these rural communities where people are moving to. And and the other thing is the telecommuting. I can't stress enough. Why do you think all these warehouses? Because like my wife doesn't go to Target and those places anymore. Everything we do, we have delivered home. Mm -hmm. Right? You think that's changed since COVID? Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. the other thing is jobs. So you can live for a, work for a company in Portland, Oregon, live in Missoula, Montana. It's true. And that is just starting. So here we are. We're not competing with apartments in smaller towns. There's not enough labor force to support them. What do you think people are going to live in a small town once they understand affordable housing? It's, yeah. it's the only way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's it. Love it, yep. man. Appreciate it. A lot of great information. Yeah, Phoenix is amazing. It's or the whole state and it's yeah, buy a house. Buy a mobile yeah. home, buy a house, buy something, buy a rental, buy a primary. Get out there and at least buy one. Yep. <laughs> Get started. That's a good point you just said. Because with all the apartments, where do people make the equity in for retirement? It's home ownership. And yep. and the key indicator to any of that or your growth, so what you said in retirement is population job growth. And then you just went over a million stats as mm-hmm. to why Phoenix has been consistent with that and the future even looks brighter yeah. on that. So if you just could get something under your belt now, yeah. it'll change your life. Yeah. And just wait. It's a long game. Yeah. Unless you're flipping. Yeah. Depending on what you're getting the business for. But great. Thanks for being here. How do we yeah. get a hold of you? How do we find you? I my my phone number, my office phone number is the best way to reach me is four eight zero five six eight eight two one four my email is ptimpani, T-I-M-P-A-N-I, at factoryexpohomes.com. And I think you guys will have the information yep, for that. Yep. But the phone's best way to start, where I can look at what your needs are and where you're going. It's a tremendous avenue for you to look at. And my job is to help you do that. 
Awesome. And Factory Expo Homes are based right here in Chandler, Arizona. We're based so, out of Arizona. Yeah. We do retail uh, in wholesale. We do about a third of all new factory-built homes. Been around since okay. 1999, one owner. We have expanded the ship. The only states we don't ship to is Hawaii, West Virginia, and Maine. So a lot of your investors are out of state. I can help them that way. Yeah. I have one of my guys is up in Prescott. His daughter just moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and we're just starting to do that. Oh, Charlotte's a big market. Yeah, it's yeah. a good market. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys, awesome. you know exactly what to do. Reach out to Pat. All of his information is there. And we appreciate you being loyal listeners to the Asria Show. Remember, our main focus is to empower investors one property at a time. Thank you so much. And we welcome you to join us on our next episode of the Asria Show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Asria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.